Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the Success Ascent today. Today we speak with Linda McKissick, successful author, business owner, entrepreneur, and much, much more. I took four pages of notes during our interview. Two I want to share with you right now. First, she says, your greatest crisis, if you wait long enough, becomes your greatest blessing and wakes you up. Boy, is that appropriate today. And then she shares the secret formula for success. I have to share with you, this was an amazing interview. We're excited and we look forward to you enjoying it as well. On to the Ascent, the Success Ascent. Welcome to today's Success Ascent podcast. My name is Pat Mancuso, your host, and I am extremely excited today about our guest. Uh, first, let me just tell you a little bit about our guest. Uh, her name is Linda McKissick, and she is absolutely an amazing woman, powerful business owner, entrepreneur, mother, grandmother. Uh, man, she's got so many uh, author. There's so many great things that Linda has done. And I think probably the greatest thing is she's been one of my mentors. And, and she's had a tremendous impact on my life and uh, my business. And I'm just so excited that she's here today. So she's going to uh, share a number of things on success, uh, some things that she's learned, a concept that I love called the bucket concept. Uh, and and uh, man, we're just so grateful to have you here today, Linda. So Linda, welcome. And uh, I'd love to have you introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and, and just whatever you'd like to share uh, before we get started. Thank you, Pat. My pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, well, you and I do go way back. Uh, we, we do. We've, we've grown up together, haven't we? 20 some years. I mean, oh my gosh. Yes. Awesome. And I've learned just as much from you as you've learned from me. So thanks for the kind words. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I've been an entrepreneur, I guess probably since I was born, I just didn't know I was an entrepreneur. Right. Um, you know, I, I say I figured out real early how important freedom was to me. I figured it out with my first job um, when all of a sudden they tried to put me in a box and go to work at eight and get off at five. Actually, it wasn't my first job. It was my first eight to five job. I'd always had jobs where you had, you know, kind of different schedules and things like that. But the first time they put me in a box that you went in at eight and got off at five and had one lunch break and two 15 minute breaks, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I always like to say you wouldn't believe what all I could get done on a 15 minute break. I almost had side businesses going, but it helped me realize that my soul was saying you want freedom and freedom is super important. I think to most entrepreneurs, and so I always like to tease and say, so I quit that eight to five job and I got into real estate where you go way before eight to get started and you get off way after five. But um, there was something about a, an opportunity where you decide how much money you make. You decide the upper limits can be as big as you want them to be. And of course, my husband was an entrepreneur. He um, had owned restaurants and nightclubs. So he was actually the first entrepreneur I really ever got to know very well. And I love the fact that he had, you know, a vending business that we would work during the day, his nightclubs at night and early morning, we would open his restaurants. And I just got kind of the bug of multiple streams of income. And, and then when the crash in the late eighties happened in Texas, and we, we found ourselves $600,000 upside down in debt, what I like to say from teaching my fierce conversations class gradually and then suddenly right. um, that made uh, building wealth and passive income and having multiple streams of income become even more important. You know, I always say just, um, just like any kind of crisis or something that happens in your life, if you give it long enough, 
it will become your greatest blessing because there's so many lessons that you learn from it. And if you actually take those lessons and you do something with it, that crisis or that shift in the marketplace or that, that suddenly that happens, whatever it is, could be a divorce, it could be anything, can wake you up and become the greatest blessing you've ever, you've ever experienced. But it doesn't feel like it at the time, right? It, it's pretty rough and, and it's pretty painful and, and you're, you're, you're not thinking, oh boy, I can't wait. This is such a blessing. <laughs> right. But, but it is. And so that's really kind of the, how the bucket started for us, Pat. Uh, after we got our legs back under us from selling one of my husband's uh, nightclubs for $600,000 less than what we owed against it. And all of a sudden having to start wrangle with bankers every day on, you know, how do we get these notes paid and those kind of things. It really was a wake up call to create more than one stream of income because let's just, you know, be honest, life has some unexpecteds. And if you're not prepared for those unexpecteds, you can really set you backwards. And so we, we made a vow uh, after coming through and getting all of that $600,000 paid back eventually through, thank goodness they would discount notes at the time, um, getting that eventually all paid back. We made a commitment that we would create more than one stream of income and that we would never rely on one business or one stream of income just in case, uh, you know, something again could happen unexpected like that. And so that's really where the buckets came from. Uh, and so we, we've just always preached multiple streams of income. We've always preached wealth building and passive income and creating freedoms in your life, uh, that, that people and things can't really take away. So I, I always love how you define a job and I'd love to have you share that with people because that's always struck with me that, that acronym of J O B. Just over broke. Is that the one? That's or? the one. That's the one. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's just over broke at any moment because a lot of times I always say we walk over dollars to get to dimes. And what I mean by that is the dollars are whoever's paying us money right now, whether it's commissions, if you're hundred percent commissions, whether it's dividends, if you're a business owner, whether it's paycheck, if you're, if you're, you know, work for someone. And, and so when that happens, you, someone else is in control and freedom happens uh, when you are as in control as much as you can be right. We're all, none of us are completely in control, but when you can control as much of it as you possibly can, you know, um, I, I really just look at it like this. If I can create, my life has gotten better and better, the better I've gotten at creating freedoms of my time, money and relationships, because um, as I graduate up the scale in those, life just gets sweeter, uh, you know, and I don't know how the problem when we're trying to get people to create those passive streams of income and those mini buckets is you don't really get to experience the joy until you've already done it. In other words, I, I told this to someone the other day I was on, on being interviewed and I said, you know, some of my greatest joy has come after many years of in blind faith, creating wealth and passive income. And then all of a sudden a life's unexpected happens for a family member and we're able to do a life estate for them. Uh, that's joy. I mean, there is no greater joy than when you can step into that void and that gap. And I believe we're all going to live longer than, than we think we are. And I think we're, they're doing a better job of keeping us alive than they are teaching us uh, fiscal responsibility of how to have enough money and live well as long as we live. And so we're going to have family members and people we love and people we care about that literally just don't have enough money till the end. And so the greatest joy is going to come when we can step into those places and it not make us skip a beat because we've, we've just really, uh, we've just really over-prepared if you will for, for life's unexpected. 
Well, it kind of goes back to that gradually and then suddenly statement, right? You're gradually building and then suddenly it, it pays off. Yes. I want to come back to and, and ask you, I mean, you kind of started down this path. What's your definition of freedom? Like you, you said that word freedom and you've said it a couple of times and you've said it to me uh, many times over the years. You know, how would you define that from your perspective? Right. Well, I have a purpose statement that uh, when I was working with Michael Hyatt's organization a few years ago, is actually his daughter, Megan, that helped me nail it. Um, but it, it says it like this. I help successful but overworked entrepreneurs understand the power of leverage and passive income so that they can get freedom and margin for what matters most. So to me, freedom and margin for what matters most um, that's freedom. Uh, whether and whether it, it takes money to do that, it takes time to your time back to do that, and it takes certain relationships to do that. Uh, like I said, the the your relationships grow as your freedoms grow. As my freedoms grow, I've been able to go out and build deeper and stronger relationships with people. You know, I have a formula, a pattern. I don't even think I've shared this with you. We're in the process of doing a book on it, but I say the formula is this, no matter what you would send me to go build in my life, this is my magic formula. You know how people are always looking for a magic formula. So if you go back to your high school days and think about your old algebra formula, if you take the capital R and I'm writing. Your, yeah, capital R, and then you add a plus, and then you put a capital V and another plus sign and another capital V, and then you draw a line under those three letters and you put a capital T. To me, that is the secret formula for building anything in the world you wanna build. And the first one is relationships. Because everything you wanna do in life, to have a big life is gonna involve other relationships, right? So who are the people you wanna be a hero to? Who are the people that you could help all day long and time flies? Who are the people that you're most valid to and have lived your life in such a way that you have set yourself up to help these people accomplish something. That's the relation. That's the R part of this. And then the first V is validity because until we have validity with, with those relationships, people aren't going to open a door to a relationship. And so um, my validity comes from my life experiences, my successes, my failures, my knowledge, the books I've read, the other people I've met and learned from, all of that sets us up and creates our validity, right? And the more validity I have, the more relationships I can open that door to and I can build deep. And then the last V stands for what is their value gap? And Zig Ziglar, God rest his soul, is one of my favorite uh, motivated, motivational speakers of, of all times. And he had the greatest saying when he said, you get what you want in life by helping enough other people get what it is they want. And the key part of that system, that sentence, Pat, is they want, not what I think they want, not what I assume they want, not what I think they should want, or not what I want, but what do they want? And if you can figure out what their value gaps are, and you're valid enough to open the door to a relationship to them, you can begin to drop things into their value gap without expecting anything in return, because the way the world is set up is we can't outgive what we're going to get in life. And so therefore I give with no expectations of what I'm gonna get. I can pour things into that value gap and over time it's gonna create an amazing motivator called beholdedness or reciprocity is what some people like to call it. And when you do that, people are going to be dying to give something back to you. And um, 
for me that giving something back would be taking a bigger step with me because I'm not, I'm a good salesperson and I know you are too, Pat, but none of us are good enough to make anybody buy or sell or join. Right. right. But I can help them self discover that what they need in those value gaps, my service, my company, my relationship, something can, that I'm associated with can, can help fill that, that value gap for them. So when they self discover is when they'll actually buy from me, join me, whatever the case may be. Right. Right. And so, uh, and then the bottom letter is about time. We don't get to decide. The one thing I can't change is someone's motivation, right? I can ask great questions. I can try to figure out what they're motivated by, but at the end of the day, their motivation is their motivation. And so when, and only if they self discover that we're a good match or that what I'm selling is something they should buy that will help them, that's when their timeline will, will be ready and go. And the three best ways to get someone to self-discover is great stories that they can see themselves in, great questions that make them think, or um, experientially is the best. If I can get them to experience what it is I'm selling or experience what a relationship with me would be, be like or a relationship with my company would be like, that's when they will self-discover and when they self-discover is when their timeline gets moved up and they either buy from you or join you or do whatever. And so, you know, I just follow that formula. If you sent me to anywhere to build anything, this would be the formula I would follow because, you know, a lot of times when we're building our businesses, any entrepreneur, we don't stop and think about who is the person we want to be a hero to, who is that niche market or niche market, ever how you want to say it. Um, you know, who are those people? And if we identify those people first, right. And then we make sure that if we don't have the validity, we go out and get the validity to open that door to a relationship. Uh, I think we just sometimes just go out there and start trying to gather people, you know, and well, you know, what's, you know, what's interesting, Linda is, is this, although you, this was in your heart when we first met, this is the model that brought us together. I mean, I, yeah. think, I think about, you know, I go back to when we first started, you know, you weren't high pressure. It was all about questions. It was self-discovery. Pat, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? And I'm looking at this and I'm going, this, you did this 20 years ago. That's yeah. why we're in a relationship, you know? So it, it is that the time thing is, um, wow. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, it's true. It works for every, it's how I built my real estate business to over 200 transactions a year. It's held how I built my profit share to a million and a half dollars a year. Uh, it's how I built Ohio Valley when I got sent to Ohio from Texas to build uh, our company up here. I mean, it's just the formula that I naturally use and it's always worked. So, so let me ask you about the, the buckets, maybe beyond the buckets that people think about. Obviously, you're in real estate. You, I think you own a huge portfolio still of rental properties, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, we have uh, between the vacation rentals and the single families, we have over 100 properties. And, and obviously that didn't happen overnight. I mean, that's been a time deal and you've got the profit share and you're, you're an owner in a, a, a region as part of KW and you own parts of franchises, correct? Yeah, that's correct. So outside of those buckets, what other buckets? Like if somebody were thinking about, okay, how do I, you know, because not everybody has an opportunity to own a region and, you know, right. and so, so like, are there other buckets maybe people would, you would share that for them to start? Well, you know, I think what, I think what happens is we, and entrepreneurs do this a lot. 
we tend to go wide instead of deep. You know, I'd rather chase the new rabbit or the new squirrel. Honestly, then I had to go deep. Most entrepreneurs are that way. But when I really studied successful, wealthy people, they didn't, you know, um, necessarily, or the ones I was able to, to view, there, I'm sure there are people like this, but, uh, you know, they, they took whatever their next natural door was and they walked through that natural door and they went deep. In other words, you know, um, and, and, you know, our beginning of this started when we read Robert Kiyosaki's book, Cashflow Quadrant because it was so painful for us to lose everything in the late eighties in Texas that we said, who are the people that, that, that this doesn't happen to? We want to be those people. And so when we read his book, Cashflow Quadrant, we discovered that it's wealthy people and the three ways to build wealth was real estate investing, businesses and stocks. And because we saw everybody in Texas uh, and we saw the same thing in 08, 09, everybody loses everything when a shift happens, when they're speculators, not investors. And what I mean by that is they don't really understand or they're buying the investment bet, bet, betting on what it can be, not what it is today. And so we knew for a fact that we would have to want to learn something well enough to be an investor in it, not a speculator. So if you take that philosophy, there's only three ways to build wealth. Stocks were out. Jimmy didn't want to learn them. I didn't really want to learn them. They're not interesting to me. So we said, well, we're not going to do stocks, but we do, we are selling real estate. So surely to goodness, we can learn how to buy some real estate, right? So, and because we had had the sour taste of selling one of his businesses at a $600,000 uh, deficit, we thought, well, we don't really want to do businesses right now. We did circle back eventually and do businesses, but we really kind of was ready for something different. So we dove into real estate investing, uh, even while we were still climbing our way out of $600,000 in debt. Um, I just went out and found a partner for the first three properties because, you know, when I came home with our first deal, my husband reminded me, Linda, we have no credit and, and, and no money. <laughs> so I love that you found us a good deal so quickly, but the truth is, uh, we don't, we don't, we can't do that. And so, uh, I you know, I believe once you decide Pat, that you're going to create these buckets, once you mentally make that decision and you come up with what we call your freedom number, right. we ask everybody to, to do that first, you know, fill out our worksheet, come up with your freedom number. Once you do that, I truly believe that for me, it's the good Lord. He puts everything in your way to now make all this happen. Uh, some people would say the universe or whoever you believe, but I believe there are lots of help out there. And I believe that there's opportunities that you begin to see that you wouldn't have seen three weeks ago, right? So that's what happened. The minute we set a number for how much we wanted passively in real estate investing, I found the first deal instantly. Came home all excited and Jimmy reminded me we can't buy this. We have no, no credit and the bankers aren't gonna loan us any money because we still own 600,000. So I went to sleep that night and woke up with the answer. And the answer was a builder friend of mine who trusted me and I trusted him and, um, I went to him and said, will you partner with us? We can't do it by ourselves, and I'll throw in my commission and we can do this. So I, I truly believe that you can do these things. You know, you may have to learn something new or you may have to become someone different or you may have to go find a partner or do whatever, but once you decide, and so we picked real estate investing first, we would eventually circle back to owning businesses. Uh, and we, we never dove into stocks because we were, we didn't want to be a speculator or a gambler right. uh, with stocks. And you've written some books on that, right? Yep, we do. We've, we've written a book on how to build a real estate team that can run without you um, so that it is truly a business. Uh, and then we've also written a book on hold called hold. How do you find buying rent houses to build wealth? Um, because um, I think anybody can do real estate investing. 
And I think anybody who is in a, a position where you have the ability to build a business, um, you can turn that business over to the next entrepreneur in your life that's helping you grow it. That's more of an empire builder that has the ability to replace you. And I think most entrepreneurs don't look up and look for someone to replace themselves. And so therefore that's how they keep their real entrepreneurial opportunity as a job rather than as a business. So, so let's shift gears and talk about success. You've had a lot of success. I know you have, cause I've watched it for 20 years and you've created huge opportunities for a number of people, including myself. And I'm grateful for that. What would you share with folks that are listening or watching uh, around success? I mean, I know you shared the magic formula for building a business. What else would you add to that that you've learned over the years? Well, I think it's defined by each person. It's kind of like uh, what food plan works for each person is unique or different. And I think success is defined differently by different people. Um, I think the, the, the biggest um, you know, deterrent of success is complacency or, you know, you know, I, I would say success is this, it's always stepping into the next opportunity that scares the heck out of you. <laughs> because if our lives really get big, Pat, when we, when we, when we make a commitment, and I learned this from Dan Sullivan, who I've studied under for now seven or eight years. And this, this was an aha moment for me when I saw this, because I said, that's exactly what I've done. And that's why my life is what it is. Um, but I think it's having the courage to, to make commitments that scare the heck out of you, because the minute you do make a commitment that scares you, you drop into this horrible place called courage. And the difference between courage and confidence is courage feels horrible and confidence feels good. Right. And so, um, but by making these big commitments and then having to go to that horrible place called courage, it makes us go get the credentials that we need to, to pull that commitment off. And then once we do that, we get more confidence. Yes. But Pat, most people stop after one or two of those and they get into this complacent place. And to me, I don't want to end this world and go, you know, I wonder what else, I wonder who I could become because, you know, we've always heard lot, you know, it's about the journey. And I think what I've discovered that really means is who I've become is so much greater than the reward. I believe the more value you give in the world, you can't keep the money away. So the money will just be a byproduct. So I don't really have to focus on the money. I just have to focus on what value can I give the world. And then the world will tell me back by the amount of money it gives me, whether it's a value to them or not. Right. And so, so I think you just set out to, figure out what is your value that you were given and everybody has it to give the world and then go out and give it. Don't worry about what you're going to get, but also, you know, who I've become along the way is way more valuable than all the millions of dollars that have come along with it. And so the way you become is get up every day and try to achieve. And this is something that Gary Keller taught me years ago when I was so frustrated with people who would tell me that they were just happy where they were. I, d I don't even understand that concept. I'm a happy person everywhere I am, but I don't understand not wanting to achieve more because I'm just one of those people that want to achieve more. And so what he would say to me is, look, uh, you know, life is about becoming and the way you become is you get out there and try to achieve something else, right? Sports teams don't win one Super Bowl and quit. They go back out there and see what else they can do. And so I think people get afraid a little bit and they stop going to achieve more because you've got to be in this horrible place called courage. Right. And if we could just get people to understand 
I've watched a lot of people pass away and quite a few of them had regrets at the end. And I just made a commitment that I don't want to get to the end of my life. And I don't want to regret that I cheated my family in, in, cha in, in, in the chase for success. Uh, but I also don't want to feel like I didn't become all that I could become because I, I thought, well, this is enough, you know, who am I to want more? Right. Uh, and so success is going to be defined differently by each people, each person. But I'm going to say it's about always being willing to step into those commitments that scare you to death because when a person stops being afraid, they start to die. Yes. And, um, so I would say that, and then just being honest with yourself and say, when I get to the end of my life, if, if I were to end it right now, what regrets would I have and go fix those. Well, you know, it's funny because, you know, as you know, we've been making some changes in our businesses and our lives and it's so true what you're saying. You go through that. Can I do this? You know, and I'm a, I'm a real positive, confident person. And even with that, there's yeah. still that, that, uh, that, that area that you call that courage. And then once you, you get beyond that, it's, it's exciting, it's energizing, and, and it just builds the confidence. The other thing that you said, and I, I, I look at it the same way yet with a different twist, is I'll always say to people that I've you know, coached and consulted with, I'll say, we were all given gifts. God gave us those gifts and whatever your belief is, you were still given those gifts. And at the end of my life, I'm going to have to answer for those gifts. And the question is going to become, did you maximize the gifts? Did you, did you impact others with those gifts? And I don't want the answer to be no at that point. And that kind of always drives me as well. So, so let me, um, so let me ask you a, a question. We'll shift gears again. What's the best advice you've been never given by coach, consult, mentor, or anybody in your life? Like if you could dial back to the, just the best advice you were ever given. Uh, no one succeeds alone. Uh, I think a lot of entrepreneurs try to do it all. Uh, right. Or, and even if they do bring on people, I think they miss the part uh, about being willing to take people with them, you know, um, you know, succeed through people, not around them. And I think when you try to succeed around people, you really miss the joy of succeeding with people. Uh, and this, this took a while for me to learn, learn cause I'm kind of a loner. I mean, I'm okay to be alone. <laughs> you know, I'm a thinker. Um, and, um, however, my, what's been the hardest and the best is learning how to succeed with and through people, not around them because, um, my life's gotten bigger. Their life's gotten bigger. It's just a lot more, it's a lot harder, but it's a lot more joy. So I would say no one succeeds alone and take people with you. Don't, uh, don't succeed around them. Take them with you. What uh, book are you reading right now? Or what book have you read recently that um, you would suggest for me to read? And plus for our listeners, because I love the, the, the learning through books. Awesome. Well, actually, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to, uh, to be honest, I just uh, finished um, Chris Voss's book, Never Split the Difference, because I interviewed him this morning on my podcast, which is Everything Life and Real Estate. So I needed to get it finished so that I'd have great questions for Chris. So uh, that's what I just finished. I However, it. I'm reading, I read a lot of Dan Sullivan's books. And the last one that I've, that I just finished that I loved was called Simplifier and Multiplier. And basically it's all of us are simplifiers or multipliers. And I'm a multiplier, definitely. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm a multiplier, my life is going to be better if I will surround myself with a simplifier. And so learning the difference uh, between those two has been powerful. Uh, and then he has another one called, um, it's called Free Zone Frontier, but it talks about collaboration. I think the new 
way we're all going to need to go is to collaborate together. I think if let's just say, for example, you and I, Pat, um, we both have podcasts, but if we could come together as collaborators, we're both going to achieve more rather than whether than if we see each other as well, I don't want you listening to his podcast because I got a podcast. If we, if we can move away from, away from competition and move to collaboration, right. there, were, there will be no competition. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So those are my two favorite books lately and both by Dan Sullivan and he writes a book a quarter and I just devour them the minute they come out. Uh, and he's got an amazing company and, and, and an amazing uh, coach, strategic coach. Absolutely. Um, so I want to, before we uh, come to the end, I want to ask you one other question that I haven't, and that is around what we have going on in our world today. Craziness, right? I mean, I, I define it as craziness. Um, and uh, what would you advice are you giving to people that are in your world um, around the things that we're experiencing today? Um, you know, I think, it, I think this is a wake-up call for all of us in many ways. Uh, one... Uh, our human side of, you know, the pain of people um, and what can we do to step into that pain for other people. Uh, it's also a wake up call for what freedoms we don't have that we wished we did. So you could start to work immediately on what those are. You know, did I not have enough money put away? Um, you know, Am I quarantined in a house that I wish I wasn't quarantined in? Uh, do I wish I had a lake house to go to? Uh, and my personal favorite right now is I wish I had my own plane because I want to go places I want to go. And I don't want to be bothered by the fact that, you know, I can't get there or whatever. And so, you know, and, and it may just be that you, you don't have enough money in, and you're worried about your job and you're worried about your business. Um, we've got a lot of friends that are, in, in, in restaurant businesses and things like that. And, and I feel for those people. So what can we do to help those people? Can we, can we push their business on our Facebook page? Can we make sure everyone in our sphere picks a night of the week and orders from that restaurant? Right. I think it's a wake up call. I know I've been more human lately. I'm a, I'm a put my head down and run kind of person, but I noticed I, I say hi to people more. Uh, I say, how are you? Um, I think we're, we're just aware of how isolated we were from people. And I think we're, our wake up call is we're all meant to be with each other, not isolated from each other. So I think we got a lot of wake up calls. And again, this is one of those things that uh, it will be a blessing when we get through it. We just can't see it right now. So we got to look up and say, what is this trying to teach me? Right. Uh, how has God prepared me for a time such as this? And what am I doing about it? Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that. And of course, you know, the, our demographics, you know, we've been through some of these wake up calls before, you know, 9-11 was a wake up yeah. call. Yeah. The financial crash was a wake up call. And, uh, you know, I've got children that 23, 24, and they haven't been through this before. And, and so it's real interesting to watch them as well, because they're, they, they don't maybe necessarily know or see we're going to come out on the other side of it. And yet we know that. Um, right. So that's absolutely great advice. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I need to talk to you more often. Holy <laughs> God, this is crazy. All this, the, the, the stuff that I got today was amazing. And I'm sure our listeners did as well. So as we end, um, I always like to offer, you know, if, if somebody wants to reach out to you, uh, you know, if they, if they want to uh, uh, subscribe to the podcast, just what would you share uh, before the end here to, that you could contribute to the folks that are listening? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, the first thing I would offer is if they will text to the number 33444 and put in the words freedom number together as one word, they'll immediately get the freedom number worksheet. And that's a great place to start. Uh, come up with that number. It's going to talk to you about thinking through your life's unexpecteds. And that would be something like, you know, my parents are going to be older. They're probably going to run out of money. You know, I've got a sister who, you know, I may need to help out. I mean, it's kind of a process to, to you and your spouse or significant other should go through to come up with what your freedom number is. And I always say that's the beginning. So if you do that, it'll ask for your email. That'll connect you with lindamckissick.com and you'll be notified anytime we have um, anything new going on or the new book comes out if you're interested in this magic formula. Uh, and then uh, we, I have a podcast with a co-host and it's called Everything Life and Real Estate. And we do have majority realtors there, but we also have uh, business owners also. And so if you'd love to uh, listen to some of those episodes, we have great um, podcast topics and then, then I have some great guests on there also. That's amazing. Well, thank you. And you know, when you share that, you know, I, I know our worlds are a lot of real estate agents and yet there's business owners listening. And I think about the contribution that you talked about today and how, you know, that, that worksheet that people could use that to help contribute to the people around them, you know, as well today that are dealing with this so that the next time something happens, they're not in the same place. So that, yeah. that's amazing. So Linda, oh my gosh, I, I thank you again so much uh, for being here today. And, and I've got, you know, a page and a half of notes and I'll go back and listen to this and have another page and a half. And so I just want to tell you from my heart how grateful I am for the opportunities you've created for me and, and being a mentor and a coach over the years and the bucket that you, one of the buckets that you've helped me create, um, you know, it's a six figure bucket and it, it uh, really has made a difference. Um, in our lives. And I put all of our kids through college and uh, private college, private high school. I've got one more to go. And that bucket is paying for that. Neither they nor I have any debt. And to me, that's just a big deal uh, on the, the education thing. So thanks again uh, for everybody that's listening. Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, please subscribe. Uh, go to www.thesuccessascentpodcast. You'll be able to subscribe on your favorite channel. And we wish you the best of success. Take care, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by the Success Ascent podcast today. I trust that we delivered on our commitment to you to provide a significant return on investment of your time. If you've not yet subscribed, please go to your favorite podcast source and subscribe to the Success Ascent or simply go to www.thesuccess.com ascent and that's a-s-c-e-n-t dot com the success ascent dot com thanks so much for joining us today we look forward to catching you on the next ascent